Welcome to Taboo and Turn On. I'm your host, Natalie Bartanian, and this is a podcast where we have real talk about real things, where we shed light on taboo topics and explore what it truly means to live a turned on life. I'm so glad you've joined, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Music by bensound.com. So on today's podcast, I have a dear friend, Vincent. Vincent, how do you say your last name? I don't know if I've ever actually asked you how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> so it's uh, Van Achtmaal. Van Achtmaal. Ooh, I love it. It's beautiful. Okay. So I met Vincent Van Achtmaal a few years ago, actually, through... Robert, who is my ex and ex-business um, partner, we had sex a podcast together and we did a lot of coaching together, but um, Vincent found Robert through an interview he had done for a Conscious Men Summit and reached out and they forged a friendship um, and a mentorship and Robert invited me to have a conversation, kind of the three of us having a conversation together around relationships and sex and dating and love and um, I definitely fell in love with Vincent I think Robert can say the same and it's just been a really beautiful connection and friendship ever since Um, Vincent lives currently in Ghent Belgium with his uncle and he's up to some super cool things he's actually next year going on this amazing project where he's hitchhiking to China and is from Belgium and plans to learn Kung Fu there. And, um, but specifically this conversation, I wanted to bring Vincent on because he is a bit of a spokesperson around porn addiction. And actually last year in April of 2017, he, as part of a speech contest at his school, um, spoke on this topic. He chose to speak on this topic at his high school um, to a group of about 50 students. So I'm really excited to talk about this because honestly, I haven't actually talked about this topic. So thank you, Vincent, for being willing to share your story with me um, and with whoever is listening. I know it's it's a bit of a tender topic or can be, so I'm really um, honored that you'd be willing to share. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Welcome. And I will say the last part about this too is Vincent also has a very beautiful accent and I do love the accent. So uh, how awesome is it that we get to talk about this topic <laughs> with someone that has a beautiful accent? I don't, Oh, this is another thing, Vincent. I don't think I told you. So my brother and best friend used to have this joke when we were in high school that, um, cause my brother is gay and, and so we would always kind of talk about men together and they used to say, Hey, as long as he has a pulse, a penis and an accent like golden. <laughs> so, you know, um, but yeah, so let's, let's talk, let's talk porn addiction. Um, when did you realize you had an actual addiction and what even qualifies as an addiction versus just regular porn consumption? Hmm. It's a beautiful question. 
Um, so the moment I realized I had a porn addiction was actually in the summer of 2014. And I was actually Googling because uh, I had a lot of questions. I, somewhere inside I felt there was something, you know, like wrong. I was, I was watching a lot of uh, pornography and playing a lot of video games. And I would always tell myself uh, and also hear from others like, ah, yeah, it's okay. You can watch porn uh, a lot and it helps you in your sex life. So I kept telling myself this, uh, uh, but I just felt like a deep, deep feeling of, of disconnection uh, to my feelings. And also I just used pornography and gaming as a, as a way to really escape uh, my pain, really, uh, of not having feeling connection to others, not even to myself. And so these two voices were playing in my head, the one who said, ah, it's okay. There was a little, little voice inside that just said, there is something wrong. I want more in life. And I was Googling on... on uh, Google and I searched for uh, two girls like men who, who watch a lot of porn. Wow, that is a very interesting question to be asking. <laughs> Do girls exactly. like it when men watch porn? Okay, continue. <laughs> yes. Yes, because obviously I, I, I never had sex at that point. I was 16 years old. And I was uh, yeah, very curious if I want to have sex at that point. And I want to explore my sexuality. And obviously I was watching a lot of porn. And so I got to this article that actually said, okay, if you want to have an amazing sex life, you, you should stop watching porn. And on that basis, I something opened up for me, and I actually started googling more about uh, porn addiction. And at that time, I actually realized, like the little voice I was telling, you know, there's something wrong. I finally like had the, the light shone to me in my face, and I just understand everything. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see how it must be a confusing place to be when there's different voices because I'm I'm curious about the voices or actually the literal voices of the people that were telling you yeah, you should watch porn because that's actually going to help you. Like what was that like? Like uh, the people who told us yeah, I mean, or was that something you thought? Were people actually, like, friends or, or classmates or colleagues, were, were they actually, like, were you guys talking about porn? Or was this something that you kind of came to yourself around it and it being a kind of good thing or you thought it was a good thing? Yeah, so it was actually, uh, first, so my initial thoughts, and also 
on looking on the internet and also talking with friends that enforced this belief that it was good for me. And also because, you know, it was my, my way of really escaping reality. So there was a big force that just wanted me, wanted me to believe that it was good for me. So I could continue being unconscious to all my feelings. And what was it actually like at that age? I mean, because you said you were 16 or 15 or 16 when you started watching porn. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh. So at, at 16, I, I discovered I was addicted. Ah, okay. So how long were you watching porn? So I, I discovered porn when I was six years old. Ah, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I see. So then this had actually been going on for almost a decade. Yeah. Ah, okay. Wow. Six. What was that like? I mean, do you remember what that was like when you first discovered porn? Of course. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Best time of my life. I guess as a six-year-old, you're like, what is going on? Yes, yes. Not normal. <laughs> I remember, I remember, you know, like, I don't know, because I was six years old. Also, I have to tell you, like, at four years old, I was already, like, sexually, like, let's say, interested. I was kissing girls and undressed myself. Mm-hmm. Like friend girls. Yeah, yeah. And so I just typed in some naughty words and I got to this. And I still remember like waking up before my parents did and uh, yeah, watch porn. Yeah, wow. Okay. So then there was just there, you have always had this just curiosity around sex and, and in some ways a kind of free spirit around sex where you're wanting to explore and experience and learn about it. So then in some ways I I can kind of understand where porn became an avenue for you to do that kind of exploration and, and learning. So then what part of it do you think, because again, I think porn in and of itself I don't know if I judge it in any certain way, right? Like anything, it can be used for good and it it can be used for, or in a healthy way, it can be used in an unhealthy way. What do you think is the distinction for using porn in a healthy way and using it in an unhealthy way? That's a very good question because I think uh, I haven't explored use porn in a, in a good way because for me uh, I think it's it's a personal thing uh, so for me it's I'm a really uh, let's say sensitive person uh, influenceable so if I see uh, a porn then it's hard for me to you know really 
not be influenced uh, uh, to it like the Yeah, because what happens for you when you watch porn? Like, let's break it down a little bit. Like, what happens that has you feel that it has an unhealthy impact on you? So I feel, uh, first, a lot of shame. Okay. And I feel myself really close up and really just... Yeah, blackout almost. And because there is so much adrenaline. Mm. And just every click gives you so much adrenaline. Uh, yeah, it's like... Because uh, I am this... I experience the world in such a big way. Uh, I see... Thousand naked girls on the web, I just explode, and my my brain is just overloaded with adrenaline and and all these other uh, chemicals. Okay. So it's like an overstimulation for you in that place. Like your body can't handle all of the stimulation that's happening while you're watching. Is that true? I hear there's an overstimulation and then there's also then a kind of way that you actually shut down or you said blackout specifically because of all of the adrenaline that's happening. Is that like you can actually feel it in your body? What happens in your body? Um, yeah, on the adrenaline, it's really uh, my belly is... Crazy, crazy butterflies. Mm -hmm. I think just on on the shame part, it's like um, six years old, uh, I've just been watching uh, a specific way of of having having sex. Um, uh, Just like it enforced me to see this as a reality this is the only way to have sex in this way and some of them were not uh, respective to towards women and mm. I think that's, uh, that's the, the shame where it comes up did you know that like, at the time that it wasn't respectful to women or was that something that looking back as someone older you realized Looking back. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you think it affected your relationships with women and also your kind of sexual relationships? My sexual relationships? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, both. Yeah. Um, How do you think it affected both. your sexual relationships and also just kind of romantic relationships? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was very, very shy. Very shy. Mm. Uh, uh, when I was like my teens, uh, I was so scared to to even uh, look at a girl because uh, you know, like all these images would flash up in my mind, uh, and I thought just because of porn, you know, you you Google 
something and directly you have you know sex in your face yeah uh, I, I i thought like okay if i just go talk to her now she's going to undress and we're going to have sex and i was very like confused confused about everything that has to do with with curse and also the shame blocked me to to, uh, to just be with even myself and the girls around me wow so you got it so you already had this kind of shyness and then there's all this information that you were getting that had you kind of even scared to approach women because the idea was that it was going to kind of play out the way that it did online and in mm. like things you were watching. Yes. And then there was also a part, you know, like always watching other people have sex made me really feel like unworthy of having sex myself because I'm also always the person who is watching other people have sex. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's all these messages that Orn gave me, like, the, the woman is just an object and the man shouldn't be more than just a penis. Mm. And that really hurts. Yeah, I can see that, especially for someone as sensitive as you that actually... Obviously, I, I know this about you, but, like, the part that craves connection um, and needing that to be there in order to be able to be that physically intimate with somebody. So then what was your process once you realized, okay, something's wrong, let me see what is happening Googling if women even like guys that watch porn. And so that moment that you actually realized, oh, there is something wrong. Um, what was that process like to realize that it was an addiction and then to kind of the path forward from there for you? It was very... hard. So when I first found out, I I found a community uh, called NoFap. Uh, it was all about like not watching porn and not masturbating. And so I actually set myself a timer because I wanted to find out if I was actually addicted. Uh, a timer is something you set to abstain and check your days. And just two days after, I was already a relapse. Uh, and yeah, I just realized I'm addicted. And from there on, uh, it was it felt very, very uh, so intense, so intense. Uh, it took uh, months and months later. Uh, I could like get to 20 days without watching. And there were just nights where 
I don't sleep. I don't sleep uh, at all. Uh, where I just, you know, lie, lie in my bed next to my phone. Just my whole body scream. Uh, just start your phone and 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 watch porn. It's okay. Uh, this voice and you just get, you know, torn, torn, torn up because such a big part of your brain is trained in 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 watching. Uh, porn and because right. you get such an overstimulation. Right. Yeah. And mm. um, you want to hear the end of the story? No, just kidding. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, actually, I'm still addicted, <laughs> which would be fine too. By the way, I would still love you, Vincent. <laughs> that's that's very sweet. <laughs> Yes, I would love to hear the end of the story. <laughs> so yes, it was uh, nine months later. Uh, I actually began to feel. Uh, I began to feel like a new world opened up for me because I could see the world for the first time without being actually numb. Numb, numb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I felt very energized. I felt like enlightened. Um, uh, yeah, and I wanted to have a girlfriend for okay. the first time at okay. age 17. Yeah. And I also want to you know, have sex for myself. Uh, and so nine months later, I met a girl and she was an exchange student and we fell in love uh, we went to a party and the next day I just yeah we kissed and the next day I said okay you're my girlfriend <laughs> and they, I really I felt, I felt so in love for the first time in my, in my life um, yeah and since then I, I never watched they are mature. Oh wow! So you just kind of—I mean, there's a saying in English called "turkey," but or in American English. So you just didn't watch porn since then. Uh, exactly. That's wow. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I mean, because I could see, especially considering you had watched porn for ten years. And then to have nine months of recovery and to just stop. I mean, that sounds, it sounds pretty amazing. Is that true? Is that normal? <laughs> um, uh, yes, it's true. And I think I'm still so, so grateful uh, for this experience because it was just, it was just love. Uh, Yeah, it sounds cheesy. <laughs> no, I love it. Well, obviously, I'm a big romantic, so I get it. Did she know about your porn addiction? Yes. Yeah, so actually, 10 days later, uh, I told her, and she was surprised uh, that it was just, like, possible to be addicted. Not even the other side, like, oh, you watch porn? It just, ah, is it possible to be addicted? All the boys watch? Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, she was supportive, but you know, from age six, I just such a loving, alive, crazy boy. And I just, you know, that moment when I met her, just my whole body cracked open, my whole heart just cracked open. Mm -hmm. And force of, of love, really, uh, experiencing love was just so, so much bigger than actually the, the need of, of watching porn, of all the, you know, the patterns of returning to uh, watching porn. Yeah, because that definitely makes me wonder the motivation behind it for people. <clears throat> you know, that kind of, we crave something and we don't know sometimes what we're even craving and how to get it. And, and so this place of, you know, because I, I see that a lot and I used to do that where I used to have sex wanting love and thinking sex was a way to get the love, right? Instead of sex as a way to enhance the love, right? Or sex as a way to express the love. But like those wires were crossed in my brain. I really wanted the attention and the affection and the cuddling and the, the touch, but thought sex was the only way to get it. So it just makes me think of the motivation sometimes for people when they watch porn, right? Or, or become addicted to it. It's like, what are we actually wanting, right? What's the source of that? Of course, yeah. Uh, I could say for myself, what I really wanted was just intimacy and connection and sexual expression and love and yeah, that's, I think that was, I was searching and just really to lose myself in something. Mm, uh, yeah. The problem for me then was really important connection was I was losing myself in, into a computer screen and the reality came all, always, always after after a climax, there was I'm just here alone in my room, looking for connection, thinking that I'm actually having sex because that's the way my brain is 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 uh, made because I'm watching people have, have sex and yeah, that's that's a uh, hurt hurt. Yeah, well. So I'm curious what you would, um, I don't know, for, for someone listening and wondering, <clears throat> wondering for themselves, you know, the role porn is playing in their life and if there might be something kind of wrong, you know, in that or unhealthy, like what would be your kind of invitation or suggestion for someone like that yeah I'd say just to give yourself an opportunity of perspective and by that I mean just to uh, don't watch for 
maybe uh, one month or two weeks or even just one week to just be very honest with yourself uh, and if you say you're not addicted then you have nothing to lose to uh, give yourself this perspective on how you are using uh, porn so it's almost like have an experiment in a way or ex and inquire as to why you watch porn. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I think also what, what scares people is the word addiction. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to be addicted to anything. No, no. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how would you address that piece? Like the stigma with addiction? Yeah, amazing question. I just say, just drop the word uh, addiction. Like just look at your life, how you're, how you're spending your time. Uh, and, you know, really see if... if if this action is really worth uh, the price you pay for it. Almost like what is it giving to you? Like what is the, the outcome or the um, result of watching? And is it something you want for yourself? Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm really glad you brought that thing up around addiction. And this is, I think, why I like to look at things as you know, is this working for you or not working for you? You know, is it ultimately getting you the thing that you actually want or not, right? And so it's not a good, bad thing. And even sometimes when I use the words unhealthy and unhealthy, I get that those even have a stigma, like you're being unhealthy, you know, and there's, there can feel like there's judgment in that word too. Um, But yeah, is this actually getting you what you want? And maybe that's the question. Maybe it's to ask yourself, what is it that you actually want deep down, right? And being really honest with yourself as to what is it that you want? And is this action getting you closer to that or further away from that action or that result, that that goal, that want, that desire? Yes. Um. What comes up for me as well is just be be gentle, be gentle for yourself. Yeah. Because I I have like spent the last two years after I, I discovered I was addicted, just judging myself for uh, yeah spending my time in a way that's that's let's say then not healthy, and then I would just you know so so hard on myself uh, I would never take a warm shower or I would never watch TV or I would never watch a television series uh, and yeah, it's okay you're, I really want to say to the person who's listening you're okay just the way you are and yeah, you're loved and be gentle with yourself. You deserve that. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for 
kind of reminding us that it's true, the judgment, oh my gosh, and then the kind of self-punishment is is even worse than the actual kind of actions that we're taking, right? Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with us <laughs> as people. It's just like, and even that there's something really beautiful about your process and, and why you wanted that. Like, again, this place of when you said, you know, I just wanted intimacy and connection and sexual expression and love, you know, and so it's like, what a beautiful thing to want. And then, of course, we don't know how to get it. And so we just do whatever we think will get us there. And like, that's also a very sweet, beautiful thing, too. We're just confused as to how to go about it. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Like, I love that you are loved. You are love. You are love, yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, Vincent. Is there anything else you would want to kind of share on this topic or um, kind of your realizations post-recovery? Yes. Um, just one realization that I, I, I made is that when you're willing to really change your life uh, and get perspective on um, how you do things and how you use uh, your time, uh, really can change your whole life in such a beautiful, beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing proof. And I'm so, so grateful for all the love uh, I have experienced and since then. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's so, so worth it, <laughs> believe me. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, thank you. And as someone that has watched you in your growth and your kind of process, I really see how much... Like your heart has opened and just approaching relationships differently and sex differently and and to really embrace even that, even embracing sex as good, right? And embracing you as a sexual being as good has been so beautiful to witness. And the fact that you are having more connected, fulfilling sex as a result, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I don't know if you have any way for, I don't know, people to learn more about you or to, to contact you if um, they wanted to get in touch, but um, let me know that. I'll also put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, is there, I mean, even to kind of keep track of your adventures and this amazing project that you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So if you want to con connect with me or contact me, you can just uh, do that through Facebook. Or other other way is to go to my site. Uh, so I'm going to hitchhike from Belgium to China and, and learn Kung Fu in China for one year. 
and uh, you can I will have a contact form there uh, so you can find my email like there it's called Kung uh, Fu My Heart it's all about expression and connection and aliveness beautiful and I'll have those links in the show notes as well um, and definitely keep track of Vincent. He's an amazing being up to some really beautiful, beautiful things in the world. Um, and thank you again, Vincent, for being willing to share such a vulnerable and, um, yeah, tender, <laughs> tender topic. And especially to share your story so transparently, like I'm really grateful for you for that. you for the opportunity thank you so much awesome i love you love you too thank you again for tuning in to another episode of taboo and turn on i know this topic is pretty tender and nuanced and it can be very polarizing there are people that are adamantly against porn and people that don't see anything wrong with it And I was one of those people that was using porn from early on. At 12, I also was watching porn. And and I can say that there were ways that it enhanced things for me. It showed me sex when it wasn't available anywhere else. And I was able to see expressions of sex that did turn on something for me that I didn't think was available. But when I saw it, I could see that it was a possibility for me and what actually turned me on and the downside was that it did portray a lot of things that I had to unlearn and then relearn as an adult so yes lots of pros and cons and so to get into this conversation especially with someone that kind of went to this side of addiction and how to come out of that was an important conversation I think to have So please share this episode with those who you think might be interested by it. And just in general, if you can share the podcast, that would mean so much to me. I would love for more ears to hear the conversations that are being had on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time.